The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Is anything easy to relax? You can relax or soften. And then sitting here with your eyes closed, take a moment, if it's available, if it's, a, if it's accessible to you, to reflect that uh, in an appreciative way of the fact that you spent this time together with a group of people. It's a rare and wonderful opportunity to have this topic and exploration, this kind of sharing. It's a beautiful thing. So then uh, silently open your eyes and, you know, maybe bow in appreciation and gratitude, thanks. And then let's regather here in the big group. And uh, if you hung out here too much, you would maybe think Buddhists never celebrate. But if you go to um, some Asian co- some Asian countries, <clears throat> celebration is pretty <clears throat> loud and boisterous. And I remember when I was in Kathmandu, I was there at a time of a Buddhist celebration, and I went to a very very famous temple, big temple they have in in, uh, in Kathmandu, and they were having a festival, and there were these Indian. I don't know if they're Indian, but uh, there were these musicians, a group of musicians uh, playing what I think of as Indian musical instruments, sitar and tabla and different things. And they were uh, playing what, in my mind, sounds like very um, joyful, very loud, very fast. Uh, uh, I usually, usually associate with Hindu devotional music. That's what I associated with. And they, but they, what they were singing was Buddham Saranam Gachami, which is, I take refuge in the Buddha. And they were rocking out. <laughs> and uh, the, the first thought that went through my mind was a little bit dismissive, mm-hmm. being, being, you know, kind of a Norwegian Protestant type. <laughs> was, um, was, oh, this is Buddhism influenced by Indian culture. That was the first thought. The next moment, luckily, the thought went through was, wait a minute, Gil. <laughs> Buddhism influenced by Indian culture? <laughs> it was born in India. It belongs to India. <laughs> you know. and, um, and it was just beautiful to see these positions rocking out. And... Um, and then I studied, in, in college I studied a uh, little bit the ancient archaeology of Buddhist India. And uh, before they had written records, they have what survives is um, ar- archaeological records, of, and particularly uh, friezes, uh, sculptures and walls of the ancient stupas that they had before they started writing down the texts, Buddhist texts. So the earliest kind of vi- record we have of Buddhism is the, vi- the visual um, depictions from these st- walls of the stupas and things. And uh, in there, they uh, have friezes uh, showing the Buddhists, I guess at the time, um, celebrating. And the celebration seems to be really loud. I mean, from the, what you can tell from the silent friezes. 
because they have musical instruments. There's one where this guy is up in a tree above the musicians and he has his finger in his mouth like he's whistling really loud and there are people dancing and it just seems like it was a boisterous, fun, kind of filled place, you know. And the reason you know your guy was dancing was they had musicians, and, you know, all around and this guy's in the middle and, uh, you know, they're playing instruments towards him and he's twirling around, which I think means dancing. And the way you know he's twirling around is that um, he's wearing kind of like a toga. And uh, the toga is spun out to the side because he's... And what you see is his naked butt. (laughs) 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 So, um, that was like in the third century B.C. or second century B.C. So... um, um, but the, the word for celebration, I don't know of a good Buddhist word to translate, you know, the word celebration into a Buddhist language like Pali. But the, the, the word that comes closest to our English word um, uh, is a word, it's called, it's a word anumudana. Anumudana. Now, anu is a prefix, and mudana um, means joy, and it's the same root as uh, mudita, comes from the same thing. And, um, Anumudana is uh, is usually translated as rejoicing, and so uh, rather than celebrating, rejoicing is the idea. And so the idea is to rejoice. And so, um, and this is something that Buddhists down through the ages have, have have done. They put a lot of value in the value of rejoicing, rejoicing in good things, rejoicing in good merit, rejoicing in people's good qualities, their virtue. Rejoicing their act of generosity, just rejoicing what's really good in human beings, and uh, uh, there's something really nourishing and meaningful about doing this rejoicing. Um, so, and so the word is anumudana, and sometimes the word anumudana is translated into English as thank you, gratitude. So there's a connection between rejoicing and gratitude. It's very close, closely connected. It's kind of Maybe, you know, mudita has also a meaning, not only joy, also has a meaning of something that's pleasing. So, anumudana maybe is, it's, it's celebrating the pleasing quality of certain things, beautiful things. So, let's take a couple of minutes before we break for lunch to hear from you now. We've done a big morning with all these different things. And uh, what's it been like for you? And to be part of the discussions, these exercises, the meditation, what's, what's gone on for you this morning that might be nice for us to take into account as we go into the afternoon. What would you like to share? Well, we began this morning talking about appreciation. I I feel a lot of appreciation for the opportunity to have spoken with my group and and heard all the wonderful things they have to say. Great. Thank you. Well, I suppose it's okay to say almost the same thing. Um, but I really, here's the word, I really appreciate sort of having the opportunity to be here on a day I'd normally work. And it's both sort of then, on the one hand, caring for myself and sort of giving myself this time here too, but also um, being with, people who are sort of 
may be interested in the same things I am, or at least sort of can give me new perspectives. And although I'm sure I'd be equally happy sitting here for a day and just listening to your teachings, it's actually, to me, really valuable to sort of get all these different people and yeah. such. Okay, thank you. So I'm appreciative. If you're close to the mic, when someone finishes, if we're moving mics around, you can maybe ask for it and so be ready for the next person, if that's easy enough. Yes, please. I, I appreciated the exercise. It went, uh, took me deeper than I had anticipated. But I especially appreciate uh, the generous willingness of the people um, that I, in my group, um, to really dig deep into their history and their inner lives and, uh, and uh, try to, to answer the question as truthfully as possible. The questions, because the deeper they went, the deeper it really allowed me to connect with them and find a, a, a mirror in my, in my own history. Thank you very much. Can you move it down to the end of your row? Um, I've appreciated everything as well. <laughs> I feel I'm the one. I have a question. Um, one of the things that came up in our discussion with my partner and I, I'd just be interested in your thoughts on why. I, w- I don't want to make the generalization, but I think it's a strong tendency for human beings to go more towards what's wrong or perhaps what's unpleasant. Um, you know, I don't know if that's just a neuro pathway that's been really grooved. So moving towards the positive it's a great, is it's a great. It's a great question, and I don't have an adequate answer for it, especially in the time we have. I want to hear from you more, but I'll, I'll give you one simple idea why. Uh, I think perhaps we have a very strong uh, desire to look at what's wrong so we can fix it. <laughs> which is a good thing, <laughs> if we do it right. <laughs> but if all we ever do is think about what's wrong and don't do anything about it, then we'll just be miserable. Yes? I've really appreciated the focus on this topic, which has so much to it, and um, feeling a sense of sangha and connectedness to my partners and just appreciate everybody's vulnerability and really sharing of themselves and it's just been a good all around growth day to kind of good good beginning to the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) thank you behind you Beautiful teacher, beautiful, beautiful room. Um, Anna Badana, I don't know why this story came up, but um, I, I see this level of joy at, at sunrises and sunsets. And, uh, I mean, they happen every day. Um, they happen every moment, every breath. But when you mentioned that story, story I don't know why, the, one of the most bizarre sunrises... I don't think too many people have experienced is my best friend's wife was having a baby and I was in there holding her hand 
in the delivery room and asked her what that was like for her. And she said, time disappeared. She said it was beautiful. Mm, Time disappeared. So... So mudita is usually, in terms of the Brahma Viharas, is um, uh, appreciating uh, others, appreciating uh, their joy, their success, their well-being. And so uh, it takes some choice to focus on people in such a way that we can take in what's good in them. We have a lot of, you know, there's a whole array of things you could be thinking about and focusing on. And when, but, but if we have some sense that cultivating this kind of good heart, this appreciative heart is a useful thing, then this is a practice that Buddhists will do, is to, is to focus on that part of, that, that segment of life of other people, where we, uh, we have empathy and appreciation for their success, their well-being, their happiness. We take time to really take that in and be moved by it. It's a very powerful medicine because uh, some of us, of course not you, but some of us, some of these people, need, uh, need all the help they can to cut through how we're caught up in our thoughts and our attachments and our own little, teeny little life. And it's, this is one of the ways to do it, is to um, open your attention up a little bit and notice other people and appreciate them and value them. Uh, one, of the, and one of the really wonderful things really profound things that you can do once you have the capacity for appreciative joy, once you can look at people and begin uh, uh, tuning into their good qualities, their good qual- uh, characteristics, their good actions, things they've done, is you can mirror it back to them. You can share your delight with them. You can thank them. You can, you know, you know celebrate with them. And, uh, and uh, in doing that, we strengthen those qualities in people and we strengthen ourselves. Not in, hopefully not in some kind of Pollyannish way, Hallmark way, that would be terrible, but in a very realistic way. So um, that's the morning. And uh, now let's take our lunch break. We'll take an hour. We'll start again in here at one fifteen.